frozen. Hello, hello, hello. It's another marvelous Monday out there with Common Sense Uncensored. And we had our computers updated, so if we have a computer glitch or whatever as we're working today, bear with us because we're, we're on the hamster wheel paddling as fast as we can there. And I want to remind everybody that we go across the state and all over the place, and you don't need to be a Grand Forks business to advertise on GFBS because today we are going to be talking with one of my favorite people, Dion Regalado from Minot. And so, Deanne, are you out there, girl? Yes, I'm here. All right. We're going to be talking about property taxes, uh, uh, how our money is being spent, health and human services. We're going to be covering a lot of stuff today, so I want to try to get right into it, but I want to make sure that everybody knows that you can call in at 701-213-0863, or you can text, and make sure that you are uh, befriending our wonderful sponsors, and always remember you too can be a sponsor, not just for Common Sense Uncensored, but for any of the wonderful shows that come across to you from Grand Forks Best Source. So, Deanne, you got in touch with me because you've been having some fun again with, uh, with some have. things that have been going on in your life. Would you do me a favor? Would you first update yeah. me a little bit, because we're going to be talking about your neighbor who happens to be uh, disabled. She's deaf. And we worked together to try to help her out because the state was going to take her home at one point, correct? Yes, they were. um, Filed for the homestead credit, was denied because she was 18 days late, and they never sent out a denial letter. So we didn't know that she was denied until she started getting notices saying that they were going to take her house. That's ridiculous. That's... There's so many times that this happens to a lot of people, and I've been dealing with uh, the property tax issue for quite a while, and I keep trying to stress to everyone that this is actually happening because everybody goes to me, oh, that doesn't happen here. And I'm going, yeah, yeah, it does. And you, it, we had to jump through quite a, quite a few hoops, and you talk to legislators, you talk to, to the city, you yeah. talk to the county, you talk to everybody you could, and nobody wanted to listen. Right. Nobody. The only person that was even remotely helpful was the tax office in Bismarck. But their hands are tied by what the cities do. There's only so much they can do. So update. We got her. We got her fixed up and things like that. And and so she was able to stay in the house that she grew up in because she was in the the tax problem because her elderly mother was sick. And granted, her elderly mother mother did not pay her property taxes, but the fact that she got hit with this right after her mom dies, and then she's told you're not going to have a home, and all of this snowballed. And thank God you were there to help her, because not everybody has an advocate. So I'll, I have to, give, first of all, right. give you kudos for being a great neighbor. But it also thank makes you. me wonder how many other people are falling through the cracks who don't have a great neighbor like you or some other form of advocacy. Thousands. See, I have talked to thousands. And everyone tries to poo-poo me and tell me that this is such a small number. And I agree with you. I don't think it's small at all. It's not. It's not. And nobody, 
grasps the the hugeness of it that it is happening so much i mean and it's happening to paper. her it's happening to her again she's got yes. issues again with her property tax so can you update us now that we've got kind of a backstory to this young lady can you update us on what her conditions are right now um well she has turned 65 she um has COPD. She was at one point getting SSDI, no, SSI. Um, they decided that she had more than $2,000 because her mom left some money for her brothers and her brothers haven't came forward to get it yet. <sighs> so Denise is being penalized for that. So they're Money taking a look. Touch. In other words, some bureaucrat sitting in a, in a little cubicle somewhere has taken a look at her bank account and said, you can survive. Yes. So they stopped her SSI, which stopped her Medicaid, which kicked in that now she has to pay that supplement by herself because before Medicaid was paying that $165 a month. Now she's got to do that. So her um, social security is down to $705 a month. How in God's green earth does someone live on that? She doesn't. She doesn't. Okay. Cause I'm just le- looking at that for food. Um, she's got heat Water, electricity, because she, she, this is the only house she's ever known. She's yes. completely deaf. She's 65 yes. years old. She's pretty much been on assistance her entire life. Now, we're going yes. to get some people out there that are going to probably say, well, she's going to need to sell her home to live within her means. What's your answer where to that? Is she gonna, where is she going to get an apartment that's less than $705 a month? Nowhere. And you're in Minot, right? Yeah, I'm in Minot, and we have some of the highest rental rates around. Exactly. I wanted to point that out because I I wanted everybody to understand that um, even here in Grand Forks, you're not going to touch an apartment for 700 bucks a month. And meanwhile, with that, she needs medication. She needs Mm -hmm. food. How dare you? But yeah, she she could stand to have some food. Uh, even yeah. an apartment, even let's say she got one with heat, water, and everything paid, uh, that still leaves a lot of leeway for her to not be able to survive. And and it's good if you can find one for $700 for the first year, but then every time you have to renew your lease, they increase the rent. So in a year, she's in a place that she can't afford again. And in Minot, as you said, you've got one of the most expensive places anyway. So even if she found a place for $700 a month, which I have to say, uh, I would be scared to find a place in Minot that rented for $705 a yes. month. Uh, because I don't think it would be a spot that anybody, much less someone who's stone deaf and disabled, needs to be living. If you get no. my drift. Uh, so say we did yes. find one. OMG, probably not the neighborhood or probably not the area you want to be living. And on top of that, like you said, it may be the $700 a month, y'all come on price. And after that, mm-hmm. it's going to get spendy. So oh yeah, this is, this is the kind of story that we're looking at, people. And y- you've got to understand that we need to be doing better. And you This isn't just a story about the fact that she can't afford her property taxes and stuff. This is an amalgamation, but property taxes are a big part of it. And you guys got hit with property taxes as well, did you not? Yes. um, Our property taxes, I I don't even know how we're going to afford them because, you know. And your husband's a veteran. Your husband's a veteran. He's. He is a veteran, and now he is going to be turning 65. So the homestead credit, we looked at that, and even with, because they take into account my income because I have to work and his income, and 
even with that, it's still, we make too much to get any help. Yep. And the thing that a lot of people don't realize, because um, this is the $500 credit that they're touting. You may have seen these <laughs> wonderful little things here. I want to I wanna bring up the, the property tax credit, the primary residence property tax credit, because I wanted, I, I'm, I'm in marketing, so I want to make sure everybody understands this. North Dakota homeowners may receive up to a $500 tax credit. This is not telling you you're going to get a 500 bucks. This is telling you you may receive up to a $500 credit, but it doesn't tell you how, what the qualifications are. You're just going to get a letter from these people telling you, no, you didn't make it. It also says the credit will be reflected on next year's property tax statement. Well, that'd be really great, except at the rate my property taxes are going up, no no pun intended, but big damn deal, because it's not going right. to mean a thing to me. Um, there's and no, they don't send it out until the well, end of the year, so you're not going to know. You, well, and not only that, but apply January 1st to March 31st, so once again... If you miss the window, like the young lady missed her window by 18 days, they're pretty much going to tell you, well, you had your chance, bucko, so you're going to, you're yeah. going to be, you're going to be SOL. And it's, they're so fun. No age or income restrictions <laughs> and property must be residents, primary home. So this thing is, is quite frankly, to me, a joke. I, I mean, I, I didn't, I got this and, and did I apply for it? Yeah, why not? You know, it's my money the way I look at it. But, mm-hmm. but the entire time I did this thing, I was, I was sitting there shaking my head and chuckling because this, when, when my property taxes have gone in three years, my property taxes have gone from about 800 bucks to $2,600. This is my answer. $500 that I may receive as credit on next year's taxes. Uh, dudes, there's people like your neighbor and like yourself who are going under now. Yes, we are going under now. Absolutely. And we need the relief now, not next year. Next year will be done. You know, tell me, tell me more about that because you, my husband ran, my husband ran the numbers and he, he figured out that in, in just a few years, if the increases keep going like they are, we're going to be paying over $100,000 in property taxes on a property we spent $55,000 for. Yes, we spent 58000 for our house, and our property taxes are over $3,000. And that, these, these huge jumping increases have been occurring, I would say, we've always been getting increases. They've never gone down. Our, even when they did their wonderful little rebate, it was $25 here. Ooh, I got $50 maybe. Uh, it was ridiculous then too. But but th- these things have really gotten totally freaking out of hand within the last yes. five years. Yes, absolutely. Ours have tripled in the last five years. Now, on top of that, being in Minot, you're looking at the potential for property taxes to be hitting you due to streetlights, correct? Yes. That's um, a special assessment. Okay. And that comes on your property taxes because if you don't pay your special assessment, they can take away your house because it's in your property taxes. That's the fun thing about special assessments. i tell you what I'm going to do because I want we're, we're, we're about 15 minutes in and I want to do a real quick executive properties because I want to dive into these streetlights in Minot because these, these are killers. So very quickly, if we can, Paul, executive properties, take it away. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Okay. I wanted to do that because what's good, what are these new streetlights going to be costing people there in Minot? Well, in the particular neighborhood that they're working on right now, it's about $400,000 for the neighborhood. That's crazy. Um, 
my neighborhood in general is all elderly people. The whole street is elderly people. I I don't know where they think that they're going to come up with $400,000 to pay for these lights. And these are those new smart street lights, the ones that uh, if you if you watch our shows at all on a regular basis, Aman Jabi did a did a wonderful hour with me regarding my not being a scheduled to be a smart city. And these are the new smart streetlights. And the reason they're so expensive is because they're going to have ports where drones can dock on top of them. They're going to be set up as smart streetlights. So they're going to be able to monitor people's phones. If you pull under one in your car and you're stopped, it's going to be monitoring all of your Wi-Fi devices and everything else. So these are not your standard streetlights. And in the meantime, what this translates to is you're going to be paying as a neighborhood $400,000 to have the government be able to spy on you. Yes. And you have no say in it. If I'm going to be putting out that kind of money, maybe I should be able to pick out what kind of lights are getting put up in my neighborhood. Well, one would certainly think you should at least be able to comment a little bit on the cost and go, isn't there a little less expensive model out there? Because I have to believe that to get streetlights like that in a neighborhood, they could come up with something that's under 400 grand. Don't you think they should have been taking care of it all along with the property taxes that we pay and we wouldn't be under the gun to do this right now? I am so glad you mentioned that because you opened the door for me because... Again, this this show goes statewide, and we are having a dramatic overhaul being scheduled for Fargo Public Schools, where they're considering a $600 million and more plus option that's going to demolish some facilities and build brand new. And what they're saying is the average condition of Fargo School District properties is poor, And it will be critical in 2034 without improvements. They're looking at option A, which is 500 to 550 million, which will focus on condition needs for schools, all the schools in the district. Option B, 625 to 675 million, which focuses on condition needs and educational adequacy. And option C, 600 to 650 million, which focuses on phasing out older, outdated facilities through consolidation, demolition, new construction, and renovation. To which I have to say, how in the hell did these schools get in this bad a condition that we need to suddenly be start throwing 675 million or better at these buildings? It's the same issue with your streetlights, correct? Yes. Yes, if they were maintained like they should have been, they wouldn't have been in this situation. The average age of the schools that are being discussed in this Fargo story is 46 years, Deanne. 46 years of age, and they're all listed in poor condition. I'm afraid that leaves me going, why... Have we had deferred maintenance? And here, I'm even going to read a quote here. The district has a backlog of, backlog of deferred maintenance of $184 million, including electrical, mechanical, plumbing, and pavement needs. Now, you and I have both said that our taxes, our property taxes, have done nothing but go up. And in the last five years, they've gone up dramatically. When I looked at my property tax bill, 80% of my taxes, almost 50% of that 80% went to the schools. Schools, yes. So why is there deferred freaking maintenance? Why can't they? There shouldn't be. Because aren't they, I know that they're working on new schools and stuff in, in Minot as well, correct? Yes, they are. It's, it's schools that, like nothing you've ever seen before, this thing is a monster. Tell it me more. Huge. Tell me more. And I, I would assuming they're not they're not using. Um, uh, let me just put it this way: plasterboard and mud, little mud huts. What what no. are these school? What do these schools look like? We have an Olympic sized swimming pool. It is just huge. It was in a building that was given to them, and they still have to take so much money to make it. It that doesn't just, make sense. Just for, again, the maintenance, my guess is that the maintenance is going to be being deferred on the pool as well, so that in probably the next three to five years, we're going to find ourselves where, Deanne? Deferred maintenance yep. land again? 
Yep. And there we go. Now we got to raise more because we got to fix the pool or we got to fix the shop building. I mean, there's, it's, it's massive. I've never seen anything so big. It's definitely too big for Minot. They'll tell you though, of course, this is due to Minot is supposed to grow. And what you guys are doing is you're anticipating growth. Do I sound familiar there at all? Yeah. (laughs) So why does this new growth that they're planning for and everything else have to be on the backs of the taxpayers? When I happen to know that they're, they're obviously recruiting businesses and stuff, and all of those businesses are probably getting tax increment financing, which means their property tax taxes are being delayed. Yes, that's why it's on the backs of all of us. That's why, because Minot keeps handing it out. And we keep having businesses shut down. We just had a business shut down right after Christmas been there for a couple of years everybody enjoyed it and now it's gone I asked him why why did you shut property taxes are too high we can't afford to do business here see that's the thing I've been trying to explain to them yes we have tremendous issues with not just elderly but young couples that are sitting in apartments with kids that would love to be in Mm -hmm. homes but can't afford the property taxes businesses we are losing small businesses because they can't afford to have a building footprint anymore and if they don't have the ability to do offline you know you know online what what the heck what's their option but to close yes they're closed they closed and they're moving to a smaller town on the outside of Minot which is it's sad well and that's not gonna that that's quite frankly that's postponing the inevitable, because I've talked to a lot of people who have done just that, and those small towns are seeing the same problems. The small towns are seeing where their their property taxes and stuff are, are going through the roof, where everyone's telling them everything. Let's take a look at Kildare, North Dakota, not exactly a booming metropolis, mm-hmm. and the wonderful Dunn County Sheriff's Office. And what we have here isn't a property tax problem. It's a spending problem that leads to a property tax problem. Because what we're looking at is the Dunn County County Sheriff's Office has made several significant equipment purchases under the uh, stewardship of Sheriff Gary Kuhn, including expensive firearms and a nearly $200,000 boat purchase. I'm just going to give you guys some of the rundowns here. October 14th, the department acquired four Tier 1 LR 120LE large frame law enforcement rifles, each priced each priced at $3,752 for a total of $15,000. The same day, it bought various OSS/suppressors and special P silencers for a total cost of 28,083. There were also three JPS CS2 slash nine slash five four two silent captured springs for a nine millimeter AR full stroke at three hundred and eleven dollars each for a total of nine thirty three. November 9th, it purchased three ALS forty millimeter single shot launchers at one thousand one hundred and fifty dollars each, amounting to three thousand four hundred and fifty. A Trijon RMR CC Site Gen 5 was bought on April eleventh for four hundred and sixty six dollars and ninety cents, along with the Glock forty three slash forty eight MOS to to Tricon RMRCC at sixty one dollars. June 9th, a Glock 480 MOS Gen 5 9mm was acquired for $400. A 2021 Can-Am 6mm side-by-side off-road utility vehicle was purchased. No price. A Kingfisher Kingfisher 2825 Coastal Explorer boat was bought for $144,000. But, wait, there's more. An additional boat accessory package, including Carmine Radar, 3 Garmin, GPS map, 812XSV, Panoptic Live Scope, brackets installation, safety and docking gear, Archer System, GOOS, drum winch package, 
and a two-pound stainless plow anchor were purchased for the additional $38,949. Between 2019 of December and January 2020, the department also bought five staccato P 9mm handguns at $2,000 each, totaling ten grand. Wow. That, ladies and gentlemen, describes where some of your money is going in Kildare, North Dakota. And I also have to say, what the hell war is this guy preparing for? Much less, wow. much less a water assault. And this is in the small town of Kildare. So what I'm trying to let people in on is by leaving possibly the town you grew up in in an attempt to defer, and I'm using the term defer your property tax, it's following you. Mm-hmm. Just like your your neighbor could could be moving to an apartment to maybe live within her means, this is going to follow. This is going to follow. Where are we going to be able to go, Deanne? Where the hell are we going to be able to go? I just don't understand why they think that somebody that lives on nine thousand dollars a year should spend half of that so that they can have. A nice boat. Or, you know what I mean? Or apparently what appears to be uh, equipment that should be able to withstand a siege. Well, yeah. And, and, and I mean, when I'm looking at this, what I'm trying to get people to understand is we have a bunch of schools where the average age is 46 years of age. And yet we are looking at millions and millions of dollars because of deferred maintenance. We're looking at a sheriff's department that is apparently preparing for war and uh, has a boat that most folks will never be able to see in their lives with all the standard equipment and stuff that goes with it in a place that really doesn't have any water. Right. And the other thing... Well, the other thing I need to look at is, okay, back when I was young, we had to do water rescues and other things. They got the local skin diving club to come out and go in and do the body searches. They asked everybody with boats. A lot of people have airboats around the area that are more than willing to throw them on a trailer and come out at a at the request and volunteer their time. Absolutely. Why the hell are we are we telling everybody we need more and more money in property taxes so that quite frankly this guy can go out and purchase in my estimation and I do guns toys Yes. And we're going to have people out of their homes. You could be out of your home in five years or less. Uh, Absolutely. Um, The way it's going probably this year, you know, it just doesn't end. And their answer to you is, quite frankly, this wonderful little coupon I've got. You, too, may qualify for up to $500. Or they'll tell you that through their lingerie's through their wonderful benefits, they raised the homestead credit. But if you, to a whole $70,000, but what they don't explain to you is that doesn't mean that 100% of your taxes are paid. If you're making no. $70,000, you may get a 25% discount. You may get a 15% discount. Again, but see, nobody gives you, the devil is in the details when you're dealing with this people. Like I said, may qualify for on next year's taxes if you pay attention folks to what's being said and what's being spent like this place in Kildare if you're not angry I have to say why not because they have rose-colored glasses on they think everything is perfect as long as they can get up go to work and not be bothered and and this stuff bothers people when they hear this stuff it bothers them because they are normal humans that that have compassion so it bothers them but they also don't know what to do about it and i i firmly believe they also don't realize the number of people that this is affecting because this is affecting more than just the elderly more than just the disabled this problem and, and for those of you who rent if you think that your your rent don't go up due to the property tax going up on those buildings, you are greatly mistaken. 
because your rent is directly affected by this. It definitely is. Mm-hmm. I need to do my next profit margin break for Redemption Shield. And I want to make sure everybody knows that they can go to gfbestsource.com. And at the bottom of the homepage, you can click on the shield to order today. You just use the code GFBS uh, and you'll get extra money discounted from you. And Redemption Shield is a wonderful place because it's going to be very important. Because if you're getting these smart meters into your homes and if you're getting these smart street lights this is the stuff that redemption shield can help protect you from take it away paul have you noticed the ever alarming 400,000 cell towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes and Wi-Fi that runs 24/7? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear: sleep deprivation, palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and microwave radiation. Start protecting yourself now. Go to redemptionshield.com and get grounded and shielded today. Use code GFBS and save 10%. redemptionshield.com. Have you noticed? Okay. Well, besides our property taxes going to this nonsense and stuff, I know that our property taxes go to fund a quite a variety of agencies. And one of them, of course, would will be Health and Human Services and other things. And you've also had quite the go-round with Health and Human Services recently regarding your daughter who is disabled and some of the, the, the fun hijinks that come when you find yourself yes. hip deep in a bureaucracy. Could you please inform us yes. what our $5.1 billion budget for, for the biennium for Health and Human Services has so far purchased for you, Diane, please? Well, my daughter, um, she lives on her own. So she went to the grocery store. She gets SNAP. She went to the grocery store on the first, like probably a million other people do. They wait for that first of the month. And she had her cart full of groceries, went up and wasn't on her card. Nothing. So nothing. So she had to put back everything she had, not to mention be humiliated and have the whole store talk about it because, you know, that's small, what people small do. Town. Small town. And she called me and I said, well, I guess I'll call, you know, on Tuesday because Monday was a holiday. Call on Tuesday and 45-minute wait to get through. So they were swamped, which I can assume because it had to have been happening to more than just my daughter. Absolutely. And I was told just to wait. And I was told maybe to check back in a couple of days. And I tried to tell them, I'm like, people wait for this. They need this. It's food. You know what I mean? And and I said, if I need to pay for her groceries, I will. But I need to know that, you know. So what what um, a lot of people don't understand um, is this. I used to get paid. I had a I had a job once where I got paid once a month. Not not a lot of fun because you have to budget really really well. And and by the end of the month, you're living on air. And it's the same thing for a lot of these people that that are on the SNAP program and stuff. By the time it's the 1st of the month, you don't have a lot of resources left. And so when someone tells you just waited a few extra days and it'll get sorted out. They don't seem to have a basic understanding that you've already been waiting several days, that yeah. you've probably exhausted a lot of things and you were counting on being able to restock some of your pantry. And right. basically where you're at right now is I ain't got several days for you to figure this crap out. And did they not also tell you to send her to a food bank? They told me to ask her friends for food and to send her to a food bank. And I was told that SNAP is a supplemental thing. You shouldn't depend on it. And I was hung up on. Tell me more about so that. That that was fun. Yeah. Um, she said that there were other clients that needed her help and that 
I wasn't understanding her order to just wait a few days and she hung up the phone. That's customer service. Um, it was, yeah. When you consider the amount of money that's in their budget, when you consider the type of people, um, the conditions of the people that they're more likely going to be working with are going to be people that are going to be needing a lot of stuff. Yes. And, and you need to understand that this, this is not a, not a, to me, a a user-friendly answer. This is a bureaucratic answer. Go pound sand. I, you aren't listening to me tell you I can't and I won't do something. If this was the private sector, your, your answer would probably be because people would need to depend upon their job and stuff. Uh, your, your answer would probably be, let me see what I can at least try to do. Right. Not pound sand, go figure it out. Go to, go beg from your friends, go to the food pantry. Yeah. I just saw that here, just we're going to ping pong for a minute because Marie just, just sent me a text saying, not to mention the schools aren't holding up the academic portion of their jobs, which should be a priority. And I have to agree. And that, that segues into what we're talking about. We're talking about departments. Department of Education, Department of Health and Human Services that are being paid exorbitant amounts of money and they're not doing their jobs. This is a perfect example of not doing their jobs. Absolutely. It's the first of the month every month. They go through this every month and there's a first of the year every single year. It doesn't change. There should have never been a lapse ever. There was something similar in Grand Forks that I know occurred sometime last year, and it was almost a month before they got it sorted out. Can you imagine the people that are depending on that supplemental food for their kids, single moms, yeah. single dads? Uh, and then and the, the funny thing is, and funny in, in a sad way, is the fact that they're having food drives, they're filling backpack programs, they're doing all of these yes. other things. On top of all of this, so... We're being told by the public sector that's taking our money to fund the public sector that is supposed to be doing these jobs. No, we don't. Nothing we can do. Pound sand. Yeah. Yep. You're not our problem. Yeah. Now, your daughter has a disability, and you mentioned that HHS let you down there, too, that there was, there was a, an, an amazing conversation you had regarding that with a gentleman can you tell me more about what happened there um that was with the clerk in federal court okay um her case has been in federal court for two years as of friday has not been touched has not been done anything with for disability and we have been struggling and I'm telling you, we are struggling to pay for everything in order for her to, you know, make it through this process. Um, we're paying for two households, three if you count the neighbor lady, because you know I'm not going to let her go hungry. I, I know you aren't, darling, and God bless you. I'm serious. God bless you. But, but he said, how do you want me to help you in the situation that you find yourself in? And I said, I wouldn't be in this situation if you guys in the federal court would do your jobs, right? Mm -hmm. If the case would have been heard in a timely fashion, we wouldn't be here. But he said that the civil rights of the prisoners take precedence. Repeat that for me again, please. The civil rights of the prisoners take precedence. So in other words, your daughter's case is being consistently pushed to the back because we got to make sure that uh, the the prisoners' cases are being heard in a timely manner. Yes. And I said, what about my daughter's civil rights? And he said, it's not the same thing. Really? Yes. Not the same thing. Not the same thing. Uh Uh-huh. No, it's actually worse that you're putting a disabled person aside for somebody that's already got a roof over their head and food in their stomach. That's worse. And they're not going anywhere anytime soon. 
No, so, they're a captive audience. They have so, nothing to do. So to me, your daughter should be the priority because your daughter, this could be a make it or break it deal. I mean, you know, the funny thing is we talk about mental health. We talk about all kinds of things and we talk about the suicide rate. We're backing people into corners and we're giving them no options. We're telling people that are 65 years old and deaf, you're going to have to figure out where you're going to live. Mm-hmm. because we know you can't rent a place where we're going to take your house. We're telling your daughter who's disabled and has been having her case wait for two years, you got to figure it out. Yep. While and how, and, and we're taking care of everything resources? else. What resources are there for these people? There are none. None. I mean, she can't even def- depend on her food stamps to be on her card. See this this people tell me again and again and again when I when I do programs like this that I'm exaggerating that yeah. that these are these are one in a million stories and I look at them and I go no 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 you don't understand first of all they're not one in a million stories I bet you I could sit here and we could go on for hours and I could bring in guest yeah. after guest after guest but the next question I have to ask them is okay so how many Lifelong United States, North Dakota citizens have to hit below rock bottom before you think it's a critical enough situation where we need to address Mm it. Yeah. What's your magic number? Exactly, because I got it all right in my own house. You know what I mean? I've got a, my husband's turning 65. He's a veteran. He spent 23 years in the military and We've got our daughter that has been disabled since she was born. And now, you know, we're still running into problems and it's. Well, and there's another, another factor that, that a lot of people don't understand too. And that is, it has just been uh, um, uncovered that the illegal immigrants that we're bringing in across the border are being uh, accessed to the VA health system. Yes. They're getting priority. We are making our veterans wait to get basic health services. They're being pushed to the back of the line because the illegals are coming first. And, of course, this is also affecting the fiscal reliability and sustainability of our Veterans Health Administration Fund. Because that money isn't finite, but we're dealing with the illegal aliens and their health issues before our veterans, and we're milking that dry so eventually where are our veterans going to go? And of course, we yes, also yes. know that these people are also getting SSI and food stamps. And I, right. I hate to say this, but I got to ask, would the people at North Dakota HHS's program have been more extreme if the person calling in need of the food stamp recharging or whatever had been an illegal alien and not your daughter who's a citizen? I don't know, because every time that I talk to these places... I say that. I say, you know what? We can't even take care of our own people. And we're bending over backwards for all of these, what they like to say, refugees. New Americans. And they, say, well, and, and they say, well, we don't discuss that. It's like they don't want to hear it. But it's the truth. Well, see, the, the, the problem with the truth it's ugly when you're when you're trying to cover it up. The last thing you want to see when you're trying to cover it up is the truth. That's, That's the last thing anyone wants to hear. Everyone wants to just make sure that everybody continues to play along. And the reason you're being hung up on, the reason you're being treated poorly is because you aren't just sitting back and taking it. Right. I'm calling them on it. I'm confronting them. I'm asking why. I'm asking the reasons because I need to know why. Why is this stuff happening? And why is it why is it the weakest that they're praying on right now? They're getting to the rest of us. They're getting oh, yeah, to the rest are. of us. Because when you see and I'll call it when you see campaigns like this with the property taxes and stuff, it always takes out the elderly and the weakest first. The elderly and the disabled, the very, very young, the very, very old are always the first ones that go in the first wave. Why? 
because nobody notices them. Nobody, nobody knows. These are the people that can fall through the cracks and everybody's too busy. It's disgusting. I'm so disgusted. But the one thing that I do want to do right now is our last profit margin break, which is for, oh, for heaven's cakes. And there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. And that's where, oh, for heaven's cakes comes in. You'll find the best cupcakes and cakes for any special occasion or just a treat. Walk in to find out more, but I'm warning you, you won't want to leave, and you certainly won't leave empty-handed. Oh, for Heaven's Cakes, located on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesdays through Friday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., Saturdays from 9 to noon. Give them a call at 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253. Or email them. Oh, for heaven's cakes at yahoo.com. And you too can be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins at Oh, for heaven's cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. All right. I want to get back to this property tax because uh, what I'm seeing happening and what's even been actually reported on by uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. is the fact that BlackRock and Vanguard are currently out buying homes. So part of what I believe to be this big push with the property taxes is expressly for the purpose of seeing that we eventually will own nothing and we will be happy. Because what they're doing is they're going to use the government to start pricing people out of their homes. It's going to start with people like your daughter, your neighbor, yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's going to gra- gradually and progressively move up the line. From what I understand, according to um, Mr. Kennedy Jr., is the fact that the in the works, the plan is for BlackRock Vanguard and all of their little subsidies, by 2030, they hope to own 60% of the residential market in the United States. Wow. What better way to get quality properties extremely inexpensively than at these so-called auctions where they don't even have to go for what the BRAC taxes are? Uh, I was looking and there's some in my surrounding communities. I read the papers and that's where you'll find these property auctions are where people have gone for taxes. And a couple of the cities wanted those properties. They had back taxes on them. They didn't even have to pay the back taxes. They were able to pick up the property for a $20 filing fee. Wow. So this, if, if people are wondering what's happening to these properties, they're being purchased at quite reasonable rates. And my, my wonderful legislators came and told me, well, if it sells for anything more than what you owe, owe in back taxes, you get that money. Oh, sure you do. What do you think yeah. about that, Dan? What do you think, Dan? What do you think? Are you going with, like, like with that $500 credit? Ooh, 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 yeah. I can hardly wait till you auction it off and I see if I make a buck out of the home right. I never wanted to leave in the first place. Right. So yeah, you're going to believe somebody that's taking your house that they're going to actually give you something for it? No. If they can underbid for whatever the property taxes are, would that not be the smart thing to do? And would that not one would one would probably think the only thing that they would do? Yeah. Of course it is. Deanne, they're not going to do anything for you. What are your options? Cuz you there you, you no already options. told me Rent in Minot. Yeah. Uh, I would have to. I would have to assume that rent in just in Grand Forks here is probably about twelve to thirteen hundred uh, a month. And Minot's yeah, worse because you guys are in the middle of uh, the the zone. Yes, the smart zone. We're a metropolis now. So now that we've gotten that designation. Yeah. Well, and see what they're doing is there's there's big plans. They're going to be bringing in a bunch of contractors because they're going to be updating your city, you lucky devil, to make it the mm-hmm. smart city. And so they're going to be bringing in military contractors. They're going to be extending the base. They're going to be bringing in all of these businesses and things. And those people are going to be needing places to live. 
And so that's also going to be raising the valuation on all of your properties because, of course, what they're going to be saying is there is a lack of housing. So that increases the value of your homes. So when your value increases, your property tax increases, whether they increase the mills or not, which they also will be doing because, of course, we're going to need bigger schools and other things. And then let's not forget about all of those smart things like this smart street lights and everything else that is going to cause chaos with your special assessments, which even if you could afford to pay your property taxes, now you've got your special assessments, which are, of course, added on to your property taxes, which means you still are going to end up losing your home. Yeah, absolutely. It's only a matter of time. And, and with all of those places and people coming in, it's already driven our rent up because it's guaranteed income for these rental places. It's government income, you know, for the base. And meanwhile, all these businesses that they're projecting that are going to come in, that they're going to tell everybody, because I've got this quote down now, perfect. We're bringing jobs. We're bringing new employees. People are going to be flocking to... Your property taxes will go down when all of these people move in. (laughs) Have you seen any of this lately there, uh, Dan? The taxes going down? Yeah, from all all this wonderful business. Come on, you ungrateful person. Yeah, the crime. The crime goes up, but no, the taxes don't go down. Dan, what else? We've got about 10 minutes left. What else besides the SNAP, the disability, HHS, the property taxes? Um, is there anything else? That- we did find out something fairly interesting. Okay. Um, a while ago, we got into a deal for my daughter to have a house so that she wouldn't have to rent. So we put down $30,000 on this house and... We had thought maybe when this disability case settled and she got her back pay, she could just pay that. And then she would own her own house. Um, yeah, that because that's not happening. Um, we've tried to take out a VA loan to absorb her house into our equity because we've been in our home for 25 years mm-hmm. and never done an equity or never done anything so we only owed like you know very minimal on it and we were told well your credit for um the va loan isn't good enough it has to be a minimum of 650 so we can't help you you're kidding no and of course it's not a 650 because i've been financing two, probably three households for the last two years. So of course it's not a 650. So I can't do anything. We are like, literally our hands are tied. We've got this house that has probably 200, $250,000 worth of equity in it, but I can't get any of the equity out of it. And you probably, the- you probably aren't going to see it. Let's, let's say push comes to shove and you got to sell. Capital gains, yeah. all kinds of other fun stuff is going to hit you at that point. Yep. Yep. So we are, we're stuck and I don't know. You can't get your court case handled. Nobody wants to acknowledge that your disabled neighbor who is basically an adopted member of the family at this point because you're taking care of her. Uh, yeah. That your neighbor is in dire straits. Your husband's a veteran, apparently Oh, well, not yep. good enough. Good enough to fight for the country. He had tours overseas. He had tours during Iraqi freedom, but not good enough to use the benefit of the VA like they told him he would be able to. You know, I'm, uh, I got, I, I, I got nothing. I know. I, I will tell you, I used to believe and uh, wrongly, I'll admit, and it's real hard to admit you're wrong, but I I was wrong. I used to believe that government was there to help you, that that was the purpose, Mm -hmm. that their job and the reason it was worth all the money and stuff that we'd been shoving at them over the decades was because 
they were going to plug the holes. They were going to help people like your neighbor. They were going to help people like your daughter. They were going to take care of the vets. They were going to make sure that things were done correctly. And it was a real bitter pill when I sat back and went, I, I got buffaloed. They, they, yeah. they, they had me hook, line, and sinker, and I sat back and went, well, yeah, I can't. I ignored what was right in front of me because I didn't want to see it and I didn't want to believe it. And now it's out in the open. Yeah. Now they don't care who sees it because they know nobody's going to do a thing. And nobody can. Right. You, you can exhaust. You can talk to all the people who are going to hang up on you, who are going to tell yeah. you you're not as important as prisoners, who are going uh-huh. to say you don't have a good enough credit score because you've been trying to survive. How yeah. dare you? How dare you? How dare you and your husband try to survive? Basically, right. how dare you and your husband try to keep three families afloat in this economy? How dare you? Yeah. I know. It's crazy. You know, and then I look at the fact that they want to replace the average age of a school in Fargo that's 46 years old. My house yeah. is over 100 and some years old. Oh, absolutely. It's just fine. Could it stand a little extra nip and tucker or some other? Yeah. Yeah, sure. But we can't afford it. And if so you do, do and if you do, your property value goes up. Yeah. There was a person I was talking to who... uh put into question about her house. And she said the guy showed up to reassess it because she protested it. And he went, she said he didn't move more than eight feet from the car and said, well, it looks like you put a new roof on. She said, well, first of all, we didn't. Second of all, that's maintenance. That's not an upgrade that should increase the value of my home. He said, yeah, well, I disagree. Got back in the car and drove away. That yeah. was for reassessment. Well, at least yeah, I wouldn't let them in my home. Well, I wouldn't either. When they came, I and wouldn't either. He said, "Well, if you don't let me in, um, let's see. Oh, you have an attic. Oh, I guess I'm going to mark that down as a fully finished attic. See, that's go, wrong. I go, but you know it's not. And he goes, "No, I don't. You won't let me in." See, you should not be sitting, nobody should be, that's an American citizen, should be sitting here with that type of coercion. We weren't home, and she ran around and peeked in the windows and took a guess at how many beds and how many baths and stuff we have. First of all, what the hell is she doing peeking in my windows? Right. Okay, I mean, that's just, so so let's say I had been home, wouldn't that have been fun to walk out of the shower? I mean, serious, somebody peeking in my windows could come to a very bad ending. Exactly, mine too. <laughs> I'm just saying because uh, I I probably wouldn't be that far from my from my rural stop window peeker stopper. <laughs> I'm just letting everybody know that don't peek in my windows. But the other thing is is for you. Well, I'm just going to upgrade and then and then you can maybe come back and fight it again. It's it's your time that you have to take to defend yourself from being taken advantage of. By yeah. the government. I know. Deanne, I got to tell you, it's, uh, I'll keep fighting for you. I'll Thank keep you. trying to get the word out. I'll keep trying to let people know that this is not an isolated incident. This is happening to your neighbors. This is happening to the people all across the state of North Dakota, all across many states. I got a friend that Yes. contacted me from South Dakota, said, same problem here. This is a plan. The plan is to have over 60% of the residential places owned before 2030 by BlackRock and everybody else. The plan is that you will own nothing and you will be happy. The plan is that your children will be in indoctrination centers, excuse me, mm-hmm. schools, that look like Taj Mahal palaces while yes. you are getting backpacks packed at the school for lunch because you can't afford to feed your kids. We're in trouble, folks. We're in real trouble. This is not the answer. I don't know what our legislators are doing, but the one thing I do can tell you is they're not doing their jobs. HHS, with their budget, is not doing their jobs. They're not helping people like Deanne. They're not helping people like her daughter or her neighbor. Ladies and gentlemen, they are not helping we, the people. Deanne, 
Thank you so much. You're always Thank good you. to have on because you bring it, lady. You, uh, you let people know that things just aren't right. So I want to let everybody know. It's another Monday. Deanne, thank you so much. Everybody, it's another Monday, and we uh, may not have solved the problem, but if we opened up some eyes, I have done my job. Everybody, Common Sense Uncensored, in the can for another Monday. Hang on, folks. The future's going to be a bumpy ride. Take care, and God bless. Thanks.